Soldier Field, 24-17. Bears trying to get their 10th win. Here's the boot up in the air. Going up for it. Allen Robinson, he's got it! I want to see the Bears give him an opportunity to prove that he can do this. He's Offside caught the Packers. ball at the 43-yard line. When all the signs in the world were there. I think that'll be a fade to black moment with Allen Robinson taking it out of the air. That's what you're really hoping for that they really contribute to the team each year, and that you build a great base and foundation. And these loyal fans have been rewarded for their loyalty. It was, it was, it was awesome. It's, we picked up right where we left off. It was fantastic. And they have a Bears team to be proud of right now. Takes the snap, takes a knee, they head to the field. The Bears have won it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of 34 to Glory. I'm your host, Tyler Flesh, joined by my father and co-host, Brian Flesh. Hey there, Bear fans. Well, that was quite a show last night. Yeah, uh, full disclosure, I went. I had to work early in the morning. I went to bed at halftime because nothing was happening, and when I woke up, I was glad I did, but I did go back and rewatch the game. I got off around 11 o'clock today. So I re, uh, am. So I did watch the uh, game, and uh, we. I watched the entire game, and I had a massive headache afterwards. Well, let's just dive right into it. Uh, Jones Jr. does not need to be returning punts anymore. This is the second time that he has muffed a punt off his face mask. I would be okay if he returned the punts if they built like a catcher's mitt onto his face no. mask that could kind of catch the ball with his face mask. Then but then he would probably fumble going from the face mask to his hand. So, I don't know, it it's a it's a really bad look. Look, I I understand like redemption and you know, redeeming yourself, but there's a problem here now. It gives me this speaks more to the the coaching side, and we'll we'll get into it. But as far as he goes, I don't want him near a ball. I don't I don't care. And I, I know if people out there are saying, "Well, who else are you going to have? Anyone? Anyone else? You got to give someone else a shot because you're not doing your job. Someone else needs a shot. That's the way the world works. Okay. I don't care that you were you were a high draft pick in the third round from Tennessee. I don't care. I you know you. Anyone could muff one, but now when you've done two muffs, it's showing two mu- that you isn't can't it handle. two muffs in three weeks? Yeah, so so you know you, it's showing it's showing that you can't handle. Plus, even when he catches the ball, quite honestly, I haven't seen anything spectacular from him in terms of return yardage, in terms of speed. We have no weapons. Yeah, um, so, they brought that up during the podcast or during the podcast. Jesus, we are a podcast. They are a production. They are network TV. During the television, the television, geez, it's been a long day already, folks, and I'm not looking forward to talking about this game. During the broadcast, there's your words, Tyler. Thank you. Um, They even said it. Al Michaels said, he goes, you know, the Bears needed, you know, offense, and they went defense. Yeah. Yeah, they talked about that, and I was actually really glad they did, because it I mean, it's been the same things we've been discussing, but it was nice to hear it on national but, TV. But I think I, I don't know why. I was going to just say right now, I go, I, that maybe there's a clause that, like, 
like you know network TV and stuff, they can't go after owners, but they go after Jerry Jones all the time, so that can't be true. They you know well they went so, after Snyder like big time. No, 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 that's not. God damn it, I don't want to get down okay. this road. This is that that look that stuff up. That's despicable. We're not going to do that here. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just going after them like, hey, you know, Jerry drafted so-and-so. Not like after, you know, what they did. Because to me, why don't the announcers do that? Let's say continually the McCaskey family continues to play conservative. And that's what they've continually done. We said when they hired Matt Eberflus that this was a problem. He was a no-name He has no name, and guess what? He has no name. He's a no name. I don't give a shit. Look at the Colts. They are a sinking fucking ship, and you, Chicago, decide to pluck from them. Why? The Colts have not been good since Bill Pullian and Peyton Manning and Tony Dungy. They have not been good, so why are you selecting them? Why do we continue to be late? In every aspect, we because of the McCaskies, someone needs to bring this up with more of a broad voice than us, because everyone else can see it. But I digress. Back to the game. So we got to talk about the elephants and the, the multiple elephants in this room right now. Yeah, it, the, and the poop is getting quite large. Roquan. I mean, we're missing the boat here. He's got to go. He's not performing, Dad. He's had, like, maybe one good game, two good games. I said I was on the fence. I'm off the fence. Uh, Trade. He has to go. It's time. Uh, The longer we play with him and before November 1st, the longer we're getting exposed. So what's the game plan, Ryan Poles? That's what I want to know. I think we all want to know, right? Yeah. I I absolutely want to know. And... You know, here's the thing. I, I want to put some context to this. When this year started, I wasn't expecting, one, for us to be a playoff team. I wasn't expecting anything in terms of postseason. What, at the very most, what I was hoping for is that we could see the ongoing development of Justin Fields. And I thought maybe we put enough weapons around him to see that development and I'm being more and more disappointed. I want to I want to mention a a wide receiver that he, okay, you caught a great catch. Okay, hold on. Time out. Where are we going? I thought we were talking about Roquan and then you just Well, I yeah, I I, I made a bit of a switch. Man, a, a little bit, a lot a lot oh, there goes my phone, a lot of bit. We got to stay on this, and then we'll get to that. Because I, I want to go a little d- defensive side first. Like, I don't even know. What, did you even talk about Roquan? Yeah, I mean, for me, Roquan, Roquan is... Because you said pay him. Yeah, yeah. Initially, initially, I thought pay him. But that was based on not seeing... When I said that, that was based on not seeing the games that I've seen so far this year. Well, I was yeah. basing. Well, yeah. I was basing it. I was basing on what I'd seen in the past, and quite honestly, this year he doesn't look like he's got the same burst. He he's not he's not hitting gaps in terms of um, he's late on some of his coverages. He's not the same Roquan, and so yeah, I don't want to. I wanted to pay the Roquan of last year. 
I don't want to pay the Roquan that I'm seeing in the first five games this year. But here's the problem with that. Um, I believe Roquan is a three four, is a three four, not a four three. We're in a four three. I, I believe it's a system. I, I, I honestly do. I, I don't argue that. I, I, I won't argue I, that. I, a no, bit. no. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's worth a big contract. But you got to be an idiot to not understand what of a commodity you have on your hand. You have to be a complete utterless idiot. I don't care if you hate Roquan. Someone's gonna take the bait. You have bait. Chicago, do something. That's what I wanted to talk about, Dad. We can talk about wide receivers, offense. We do that enough on this program. We talk about that enough on this podcast. See, now I'm calling this a program like I'm in my fucking 80s. Listen, the point being, we'll get to that. But I need to stick on this defensive side of the ball because we got a lot more problems that are glaring its ugly fucking head. Now, I get we held them to 12 points. Start trading away some assets and we'll talk about them on the other side of the ball you got to get rid of what Roquan dead because like you were just about to say it we need help wide receivers we need help on the we need alignment shit I'd take alignment trade for alignment trade for a couple linemen something needs to happen you go out and you draft two rookies on the defensive side of the ball in Gordon and uh Brisker, right? Is that how you say? Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, sorry, you, you kind of looked down. <laughs> I was like, did I get the wrong name? I was no. second guessing myself. I'm, I'm just, I'm just seeing where you're going with this. So you, you do that. Everyone knows that that was not the problem, but you made that the problem. Jalen Johnson coming back last night was huge. That was a bright side. He played great. Mm-hmm. He played fantastic. The pass interference calls, bullshit. There was nothing there. That was just bullshit on the, and going into halftime on that drive. What I'm trying to say is we can't keep doing this. Something's got to change, and it's got to change drastically. I'm tired of this gradual change to gradually change from 1970 to 1985. That's what we're doing, and it needs to stop. And if it doesn't stop, we're going to be on the same goddamn path forever because I, I'm, I'm getting fed up. I told you I'm hitting the fucking panic button if we lose to Washington. That team looked so fucking bad last night. We should have been able to beat them. We couldn't finish a damn drive. And that's this is my point. We need so much help on the offensive side of the ball. But you, Ryan Poles, you go out and you draft defensive players. No knock on those defensive players. I get it. They're playing good. They're playing decent. I don't mind them. We don't need that, though. We didn't need that. That's not what we needed. They are drafting on... That shows me that Ryan Poles is drafting solely on talent and not by need. And I, I, I firm believer that you do the other way around. You don't go off talent unless you're willing to trade talent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You trade during the draft. But, I mean... I know you jumped offense. I had to get that off my chest because it's absolutely ridiculous that we continue to do this, that the announcers, Al Michaels, and Mr. Conservative, never is going to say anything out of line, starts raising questions. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Well, it just, it tells you, it tells you really, it's an indication of the level that we're at in, in terms of just other people who don't normally watch us and are watching a game and going, wow. 
Wonder why they went two defensive guys and didn't address any of the offense. And and the reason, and I, and I did jump the gun. I'll, I'll take ownership of that. It's just that I got I got to get this off my chest in terms of Pettis. Pettis is no good. And yes, he made a terrific catch last night. But you look at the catches he misses that are right in his hands. That I don't he think, but see, but see the way you're phrasing that. No offense. No one's no one's going against you, Dad. Yeah, you're saying, I, look, guys, he the ones he dropped, Dad. No one is fucking arguing with you. Yeah, it's I'm, just you, bud. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm not. I'm just. <laughs> you I'm, don't. You don't have to. I'm just saying. Please don't try to make excuses for a terrible player. He's just. I, they keep playing him. They keep throwing the ball to him as if he's if he's almost a number one. Then, I well, mean, that's because our coach is a fucking idiot. We've we've established sorry. that. Top to bottom, stupid, dumb. I I would be willing to put any one of our listeners, any one of our listeners, in in I and I don't even know them. I don't know. They listen. We're thankful, but I don't know them. Put them in. I don't care. I don't give a shit. I want someone with passion. We don't have that, and you're seeing it. So let's get into. It. I think Fields has. I think Wait, Fields has a lot of passion. I'm not talking about Fields. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the front office. I'm talking about coaching. Show me a passion. That's not passion, Dan. One player has passion. Fields has passion. For what? Getting the shit kicked out of him? I get what you're saying, and I agree 100%. He's very passionate. I And he gets up, and he's playing his ass off. And I, you have to respect that. But, Dad... We're not talking about the players. I'm keeping the players out. I'm talking about passion at a level in which you're making millions to not even put your body on the line. There is no fucking passion in the Bears. There's passion in the fans. There's passion in the players. There is no passion in that front office all the way down to the fucking water boy. Prove me otherwise. I I can't prove you otherwise i and that but that's what i'm sick of right like we're out there being memed to death uh and here's what pisses me off everyone knew this game was going to be bad everyone knew before the game even started everyone knew this game was going to be bad and guess what it delivered <laughs> we delivered and just the the pettis thing like, just to, to go back to that, I've already ran in enough about the front office. Now I'm going to Pettis, because I'm with you. When when uh, uh, Kirk Kerbstreet said, hey, look, Fields got, has to do better on his progressions on that third down. It was like third and four, and he threw over the top to Mooney. He goes, he's got a guy wide open right here in Pettis. I think... And I could be wrong. I think Fields saw him and is like, nope. I can't. I can't. He drops everything. Yeah, I I agree. I, I think Fields has zero confidence in him. And I and quite honestly, the ball that Pettis did catch, which was an amazing catch, Fields threw up because he was under a rush. No, Fields got drilled. I know. And then That's, he started doing push-ups. Like, yeah, yeah. Field, uh, listen, field, he field's got the point. He got the sh- Fields got the shit kicked out of him last night. I mean, let's just face it. Without a Chase Young, 
Yeah. Without a Chase Young. I know. Chicago. How, how many times was Fields getting up in pain? I mean, come on. We're going to get this kid killed. We're not even not going to be able to. It's This is what just frustrates the hell out of me. You didn't even improve your offensive line enough. Not only do you, can you not judge whether he's a franchise quarterback or not, but now I don't think Fields finishes the season. I think he's injured so badly in the next few games that I, I think he may not finish the season. No, it's not a question of will he. It's when he when will he get hurt. It's, yeah. that, it's not will he anymore. Will he finish? No. No. That's long gone. And uh, it, here's my opinion on Fields. Is he a franchise quarterback? I don't know. But I'll tell you what, when we're not going to know this year, it doesn't matter what happens unless we make massive trades and massive moves because I'm telling you right now, uh, did he miss a wide-open tight end? Yeah. there's. Look, I don't want to get things twisted, people. There's stuff he needs to work on. But again, a rookie at that level playing like that, Joe Burrow got the shit kicked out of him, and Joe Burrow is now not having a good season. Joe Burrow has a shitload more weapons than we do. We have nothing. Let's talk about Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney, get your shit together. You want to be a superstar in this league? You catch that ball and win the game. That hit you right in the hands. That's where I get Fields missed that one throw, but he delivered on other throws. And he stands strong in the pocket, and you have to admire that. Is he missing some sitters and some wide-open ones? Yeah, but the accuracy is definitely there, and it can be worked on. The issue is that that he has the accuracy when given time to throw, but what's happening is, is, is a boomerang effect. When you're running for your frickin' life and you're getting the heck beat out of you, you start to hold the ball longer. They showed a stat that he holds the ball 3.5-something seconds, which is the well, most of any that, NFL quarterback. But that's, now, wait, the, I, that's why I want to talk with you about that. I, th- I think that's, that's inflated. Is, yeah, thank you. Yes. So, so that's why I brought it up. Because I, what are they counting every time he's behind the line of scrimmage? Exactly. So exactly. when he's doing his spin moves and rolling right, out. Right. And that's that's, that's ridiculous. See, see, they're counting all of that stuff. And it's because, gang, he's holding the ball 3.5 seconds because a second and a half of that is him running for his life. It's an inflated, misleading stat is it, what that is. It really is. And when they brought that up on the screen, I'm going, okay, you guys. Yeah. Um, maybe Maybe two seconds. Um, but when he's, like I said, there are times he's holding that ball one and a half, two seconds longer because he's using his feet to try to get away from the sack. I just, what, what is, what does Chicago do? Uh, and we've already talked about it. We, we got to trade. We got to do something. We won't, we won't, we're playing. We're Jane. We're done. We're dead in the water. We're dead. It's over. The season ended last night. Officially, well, well, and I think we all were thinking it was going too soon. But in my head, I don't know about you, Dan. I ended last night. It it's felt, over. it feels that way, and you, and you know, you wait. It, you don't think it's over? Oh, I. It feels over. I don't know if it is over. Where where it feels over for me is, I. I thought maybe we could eventually be able to really tell if we have a franchise quarterback. See, 
Mm-hmm. That's where it's over for me. Because I don't know if we'll be able to tell. And I don't think well, you'll play long enough. I think you know in your heart, you know you're not going to be able to tell. Yeah. With I, what I, weapons? Well, he has no offensive yeah. weapons. So, so I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you, Ty. I, I think in the next two, three games, I mean, even though you didn't say that, but I could easily see in the next two, three games that he gets so injured that he, he's not playing the rest of the year. And I don't want that to happen, but you cannot have this much pressure on a quarterback with his experience level. Something bad is going to happen, gang. It's just a matter of time. So from that perspective, yeah, I, I feels it feels very much like the, the year's over. I mean, I wasn't expecting us to go into the postseason. I wasn't expecting a wild card. I just wanted to know, do we have our franchise quarterback? I expected seven wins. I'm not even going to get that. I mean. Yeah, I was hoping for at least six. But yeah, and, and you know what? Hey. I mean, there was some unfortunate stuff, though, that happened, too. But again, there's no threat. Where Where's the threat? Where, you know, the, the one good play design we had fields missed and that was all him and and, you know i'm not a field apologist i just there's talent there and you can see it you never saw that in trubisky you would see a game at a time but you're you're seeing fields drives at a time um he was just a little too short the one went off the guy's helmet the defensive lineman's helmet ended up in an interception but you know it doesn't help when your weapons are pettis cole Komet. And Mooney. I, I Mooney has just been a huge disappointment to me. I I don't understand. I mean, how do you not make that game winning catch, but you can make the catch against the the Vikings the way you did, the one handed Odell type catch. Yeah. I mean it, it's it's just part of the whole crap show that we're seeing. Even even when Fields is scrambling for his life. Notice how our receivers don't start to scramble themselves back to him. Yeah, and there is those plays, too, where they circle where he's not hitting the wide receiver right on the break. Here's my thing on that that no one's talking about. And Burrow's doing it, too. If you, Do me a favor, guys. Since we don't play this weekend, if you can, watch some Cincinnati Bengals. Just watch a drive or two. You know what? You don't even have to do that. Look at Joe Burrow's latest press conference. That'll tell you all. A guy makes a noise, and he's spooked, and he starts looking around. That's how jumpy he is. When What I mean by this, this is where I'm going. When those routes take, like, two seconds to break off, he's already – like, if I was Fields, and this is what I think he's thinking, he hikes the ball before that route's breaked off. He is already focused on not the receiver running the route, but the pass rush that's about to come. Because he has no faith in that offensive line. And that's what I think's happening. If he were to have time and he wasn't making that throw, okay, that's all on him. I understand that. But there's so many factors going into this. And it sucks that we're going to have to waste another season on fields to see. And, and if we don't, it could be a, look, it could be a big mistake. Mm-hmm. Or it could be a, you know, it could be, it's going to go one way. It's either going to be a giant mistake or it's going to be the absolute right call. 
There's going to be no, ah, well, we should have kept, no, because we can't. You can't. We can't draft a guy to be our franchise quarterback and then keep him as a backup. It doesn't work. The Niners, they got lucky, okay? But Jimmy's done after this year. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy's going to go somewhere. That That's all I'm trying to yeah. say. I mean, you know, th- that is the biggest sign of a quarterback that is received too much of a pass rush, and that is they completely quit looking downfield. And that's really what you saw last night with with, with him. It, it's not even looking downfield, right? It is, but it's the fact that it goes the clock is going off in his head, tuck. Tuck. And mm-hmm. it should be pass. Pass. And it's tuck. Tuck. Like tuck and run. Tuck and run. It should be pass, pass, pass. It's not. Because why? Because he's getting the shit kicked out of him. Well, the, the other the other really inflated stat, and I I I, I think our the people listening are, are smart and they they can see this too. Is they talk about the number of passing attempts that we've made. Well, tell you what, guys, there's a hell of a lot of times he's going back to pass and never passes because he's got to run. He's got to run for his life. So yeah, that that doesn't count even as a passing attempt. That's a run. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's still, I don't think that's inflated. I, I see what you're saying, but I, it's there. It's, it's there. How much is, of it is there? You know, that's, that's up for people to decide. So, it, yes, from my perspective, you were asked a little while, is, is the season over? I think it's over from the ability for us to tell. Uh, no, it's over completely. You know, I'm sorry to cut you off. It's over completely. It's over in the terms of going to the playoffs. That it's over the terms of being a good team. You, you thought we the, were going to the playoffs? No, no, no. I'm okay. stating that. Like that's the goal. And if you're if you're an idiot, if you don't think that's the goal, the goal every year is to get to the playoffs. That's over. Okay, that got shut down. We're talking about you know. And I did have a little playoff hope after the first game. I know that it was a sloppy game, but the Niners are a good team, and we came out and won. And I thought that would lift momentum and go. But Dad, what you you can't name one single positive that will come from this season. You can't. There is none. Zip zero uh, zilch. At the end of the year, a high draft pick for what? Us to blow it again? What what good's a high draft pick if you don't have a GM that can draft? Yep. Just trying to name one, man. Well, you can't. I mean, I put you in an impossible situation because I got. I can find the negative in anything that you say good about the Bears this year. If you were to have a blank sheet of paper and put up both stats from this regime and last year's regime, you could not tell the difference. I mean, it was it was bad. I mean, Leno, who used to be on our offensive line that was now on their offensive line, actually looked kind of good last night. We made him look good. Mm, disagree. I we, mean, he looked... He, he where's looked our one? Disagree. Disagree. Complete disagree. Where's our pass rush been all year? We don't have one. So, of course, it's easy to block. We did blitz last night, which actually I found a little bit on the refreshing side. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but we blitz what? A couple times? Yeah. Okay. There and you it go. Worked, and it worked both times. Yeah. Well, there there you go. So, stop. I'm going to... I'm I'm shutting that shit down. You're not going to sit here and tell me Leno's good. I'm not having it. No, I'm not saying... I don't care that he, you said that he looked good. I'm not having that either. <laughs> I'm not. He's horrible. I do not like him. I'm not going to have it. 
Anyone can look good. If I guarantee you that's <laughs> you know what? You made a valid point, Dad, without you even knowing it. That's why we keep our offensive line. Because our defensive line is so bad in practice that the coaches are going, hmm, not too bad. We're going to be pretty good this year. Jesus Christ, no. I mean, holy shit, that was a bad game. And the flop by, uh, what is it, Munster? I can never, Moistered? Mustafer? Mustaford. That I can never say that name. Anyhow, Mustaford. It just sounds like I'm saying mustard wrong. Mustaford. <laughs> Anyhow, that was the biggest flop. He pushes the guy in the back. The guy pushes him. He looks like he's watching too much EPL on the weekends. I don't. We have to. God damn it. For our sanity, we have to figure out another twist on this. This podcast can't keep going down the nade, but it's too damn easy. I thought it'd get a little better, but then we hired Eberflus. I cannot stand Eberflus. We continue to go after defensive coaches in an offensively driven league. So so I'm kind of curious because I I don't know who I'm more unhappy with, Eberflus or um, Nogutsky. He who hired who? There you go. Both. Fuck them. You can be mad at both, Dad. Fuck them. I'm so sick of this. Ah, we said it before. You don't want to pick from the LeFleur tree, okay? Every tree has a bad apple one, you know, every now and then. And he came from the Shanahan tree, and he was the bad apple, you know? And thank God the Packers got him. Because he ain't going to be around once Rodgers leaves. That... Rodgers is literally carrying that guy on his back. His scheme, his schematic, everything sucks. Let's go get the quarterback coach. Let's not even get the offensive coordinator. Let's go get the quarterback's coach. (laughs) And you know what? I don't think he's doing a good job either. I get that Fields isn't making plays, but... I mean... (laughs) You know what's just funny to me? We get an offensive lineman as a GM, a former offensive lineman. You would think he would know how important it is to have an offensive line, but yet he does not. No. we. I mean, again, last night we had another injury on the offensive line. I think... um, um, uh, for the life of me, I forget who went out. I'm sorry. I don't know his name right now. I can't remember it, but um, we had other people coming in. And so, you know, it just makes a really tough situation worse because offensive line has to work in such a, a close communication. Anytime you put a new guy in there, um, Shit, it's it not, it's but not it, plug, but it play. doesn't matter. We don't have anyone with any talent on the bench or anyone that's starting, so fuck it. What is, I mean, honestly, Dad, what does it matter? Uh, I mean, you know, I'm just trying to find some bright spots. I, and I, and I, I, know, I, told, I told you I'm going to shoot yeah. everything down. I, yeah. You know, just like we all knew the Bears game would suck, mm-hmm. we all knew I'd be in a bad yeah. mood. I said there's no way we lose the Washington Commanders. Yeah, another, another uh, spot that I, I thought was, again, I, I wish the Bears would kind of listen to us but um you know um 
Montgomery's not that good a runner, as evidenced Jesus. by last night. And I want to say that, you know, um, Khalil, um, by far, much better. Um, but we, we don't quite get that either. Um, I don't know if we fell in love. We fall in love with the name. Fuck him. Um, Fuck David Montgomery. Yeah. I am so sick of that, too. Man, I'm sick of that. Everything you keep saying is getting me more and more pissed. Like, my blood is starting to really fucking boil here. Because look at how much... Mon- David Montgomery, watch his arm tackles. He gets taken down so easy all the time. And then you put in Khalil Hubbard, and his first touch goes for 64 yards. That's right, folks. 64 yards. One carry did more than what David got in fifth. Carries. Yeah, and it's not only that he is not brought down by arm tackles, but to Khalil's credit, he's got some explosiveness that I don't see in Montgomery. I really don't. Um, he's got some really good um, power, and, and he can accelerate really it's, quickly. But it's not just power. I, I agree with you. It's everything. It's top to bottom, Dad. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's seeing the hole. It's explosiveness, like you said. It's cutting. It's breaking tackles. If 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 you had a stat like that, you could compare against like in Madden. He should be ahead of everything. Mm-hmm. So here's the other thing too that that just slays me. Before the game, they were talking about um, Neil is 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 going to be back in there. He's been on IR. He's been out. I don't remember seeing him last night. Do you? Our Doesn't wide receiver? Matter. Doesn't matter. Um, I mean, it's just I, like, I know it matters. Yeah, I'm, but, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that to you. Yeah. I'm just fed up. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see Neil. Yeah. I would be more excited for what you said last week with Odell Beckham Jr. I'd be more excited because that guy can actually play. What the? Who's Henry Neal done? What's Henry Neal done? He's done absolutely nothing, and of course that's this not is... true. He's the best blocker. Remember that we went out and got the in the off season. We went out and got Byron Pringle and Harry O'Neill. Is it O'Neill or just Neil? Uh, I think it's just Neil. I'm, I put the Irish on it. Uh-huh. Henry, ne- what? Whatever. See, the the problem with me is, and I'm going to be completely honest. I'm having trouble with names this year. I'm having trouble just trying to give a shit I, and, and don't get this twisted I will watch every game we will still do a show every single week but it's very hard for me to go through the motion like I'm just kind of going through the motions almost right now in the aspect of who's this should I learn their name you know because it just doesn't matter they're gonna be gone anyway like it's just not important like we're the the trades we're making are shit, and we've talked about this on the the program before. And I'm switching gears a little bit here, but I don't think draft capital matters. I don't. I don't think it matters. I mean, how many times can you name one team who did a bunch of trades and gained a bunch of capital? And then that the and and let's just say three years later they have a good season and all those picks pan out. You can't because it doesn't matter because no one cares because it doesn't happen often. Doesn't happen often. But what about the what about the Rams though? 
I mean, they they traded for um, that's Stafford. Not, that's not draft capital. I okay. said draft okay. capital. All right. The All right. Rams are doing exactly what I would do. Get proven commodities. That's what I would do. I said draft capital. So you're what? Are yeah, you kind of leaning with me? Yeah, I'm. I'm leaning with you because I can't think of a team that did all of that with draft capital. But the Rams came to mind of a team that that did a lot of that in terms of really good trading for really good players. And you can't say the Patriots. You you can to an aspect, but that was all Tom Brady and Bill Belichick together. Those two were unstoppable. It was the it was the blending of a perfect storm. It was you cannot because one's not doing good now and the other one's doing okay, but he's also a lot older. Like Brady's forty five years old and he's still out here playing, not at a high level, but he's playing. But he also won a Super Bowl with Tampa. So, well, also, also, you cannot possibly um, build a franchise, in my opinion. If the only thing you're looking at is taking the best player on the board instead of the best position on the board for the for the system you run. Yeah, your want. You need to draft your want or your need over talent. That's what it is. It's like we need offensive line. Ah, yeah, but this defensive back is really, really good. We got to take him. For what? To get good at... Dude, we could have the best secondary in all of football, but it doesn't matter because we still have to score points to win. Yeah, and and you know, out of all of this, I'm I'm with you, Ty. Out of all of this, the worst scenario that I could see happening is the Bears come to the remarkable decision that Fields is not the franchise quarterback literally give him away to another team, he starts and pretty much um, destroys the other teams because now he's got people around him. That would be the that would be like the See and that's what scares me, right? Because with Trubisky we saw that that one is going to yeah, be Exactly. The case. When we when he went to Pittsburgh, first of all, when he went to Buffalo, yeah, yeah, you know, he had a ga- good game. But you know what? Trubisky had a good ga- some good games with us too. You can't. You have to look at the pattern of the person and the body of work. And it was quite clear that when he went to Buffalo, he was not going to be a number one. When Pittsburgh, when he was in the so-called you know race to see who was going to be the starting um, quarterback for Pittsburgh, and they announced it was Mitch, I was like, they're done. They, they, you know, this is not going to work. And it did not work. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Pickett's in now. Doing, I think Pickett's doing a better job than Trubisky was doing. Yeah, I, mean, he, I agree. You know, um, he's at least throwing the ball downfield. He's not checked down Charlie. But that's, that's, that's the other thing that would just really suck is – Okay, guys, we didn't put enough people around him. Now we're going to throw the baby out with the bathwater because that's what we do as a team is we don't look at the whole. We look at the part. And now since we didn't look at the whole picture and didn't put the people around him, now he's gone. And guess what? Someone picks him up and and does really, really well with him. Yes, and, and, then, and, then we all, and we all sit there going, 
oh, he was our quarterback. Whoa. He didn't do anything when he was with us. And it's happened. Wonder why. But it's happened before in the history of the NFL. There's been quarterbacks that have gone elsewhere that have become really good. One of them was Brett Favre. Yeah, I started with Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's there. Yeah, I mean, and it, that thank you for bringing that up. That was a great example. If if some of you don't know the background of this, the Atlanta Falcons coach thought Brett Favre was just the not a very good quarterback. And in fact, but knew Brett had a strong arm and so he would make money by betting people that Brett couldn't throw the the uh, football up in the upper seats of the stadium in in Atlanta, and he would win all the time. So that's how he used Brett Favre to win bets. Um, and you know, wasn't there a long time? But again, it to me it just shows you you can have someone in your building who's fantastic, and because you don't know how to use him or put the pieces around him, he doesn't look like he's your man. Well, it's because you don't have the right con- conceptual view of him. Well, also, Jake Plummer, if you look back, I mean, he played for the Cardinals, and then he didn't. He was okay, but then he had a resurgence in the Broncos. And now it could... It could happen with Fields. I, I I don't have all the examples off the top of my head of quarterbacks who were drafted by one team and went on later, you know, in their career to have success. But it's a few, I bet. And it, I mean, we said this last week. He's going to be in the league a long time. There's no question about it. The heart's there. The desire's there. The toughness is there. Um, his accuracy, I think. Need needs a little work. It, it's there, but it needs work. He needs work. This is, we're still only guys. We're still only talking about a player who's been in the league for two years now. So obviously, there's going to be work. Obviously, you know. But it's what you talked about earlier too, Dad. We're not going to get to see that this year because we're surrounded by trash. Yeah, we're surrounded by trash. I don't wish harm on anybody, but maybe if. David Montgomery just wanted to sit out for a while or I mean we got a star on that bench and I'm afraid that star might go shine somewhere else too because he's a threat and he's a weapon and it, god Dave I'm just not a fan I'm not a fan of his I don't like the way he runs I just I don't like anything about him yeah yeah I mean it's it's you know, it's going to be tough to watch the rest of the Bears games this year. Um, I am praying for Justin Fields. I really am. Uh, I'm praying that he can stay healthy enough and not get a major, major injury because then we're really screwed in terms of knowing where he's at. Um, but, boy, I don't know how many more games he can take like last night. Um Look at how many times they did a close-up on his face. And, guys, he was in big-time pain. I mean, you know, yeah, he may not be on the injury report this week, but that doesn't mean he didn't get beat up. He got beat up really big-time. If you saw him going in before halftime, I mean, he was having difficulty just catching his breath. Don't know if the wind got knocked out of him. 
but you could just tell from his facial expressions that that in the very small strides he was taking instead of regular strides that something he really was going on there. Um, he's a tough. You know, I got to give it to Fields. He's tough. Yeah, he's tough. And and kudos for that man for young man for you know hanging in there as well as he's done. I don't. I think there would be a lot of quarterbacks who might be sitting on the bench right now. Um, just you know, injured. Do you feel like the way we implement? We're, we're playing like a broke ass 2006 Bears, in my opinion. Um, what I mean by that is we're playing the four three and the cover two a lot. They're not calling it a cover two, but that's what it is. They're finding the zones and they're dropping in on us. Ah. <laughs> Just it's I'm perplexed. Like I don't understand how we have not figured out like the the <laughs> it's like real life, right? Everyone wants the old guy to take over. They don't want the young guy. I I don't understand that. Because the young guy comes with more ideas, different ideas. Now, the old guys that can keep up are fine with that. Like, the you know, the uh, Andy Reeds of the world and the Bill Belichick's. Like, they're keeping up just fine. But there's some old fossils out there that are Matt Eberflus. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Matt Eberflus. Is, Matt. How, how, are they different? Because I don't see it. Uh, not, not I don't see the difference either. Um. Yeah, I guess the first, obviously, the first person that came to my my mind was the one I mentioned a few times, and that was good old Pete. Because I think Pete. No, is, but it's the same thing, is what I'm saying, yeah. Dan. We're not going to get any better by just relying on older people to coach this team. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you can have a young, good football spirit in an old body. It's just when you have an old body and an old football spirit that, that like spells we, disaster. We should have killed that team. We were talented more all across the board. We blew every chance we got, and it just felt like poor coaching. You know, they the, the guys can point their fingers all they want at Matt Nagy and stuff, and I think they did in the offseason. I know Mooney did, but uh, maybe Mooney needs to start pointing that finger back at himself. The whole team should. You know, Fields included. Again, I'm not trying to be like a Mr. Fields number one fan guy, but it's hard for that position to be judged after a year and some games mm. at, with with shit. We don't have anything. Like, even, even like, the players, like Rodgers, Brady, all those guys, um, Manning, they still had a weapon. They still had a go-to. We we don't have that. We don't have anything. We don't have that. Like, what is that? We don't have it. You know what I? You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make sense. I'm not a fan of Ryan Poles anymore. I want him gone. I, I want. I just want everything to start over. I want to hit the reset button because we fucked up. We we've talked about how many times we fucked up. Everyone else like. Josh Allen was one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. He turns it around. They're like, oh, Buffalo, <laughs> here's the kicker, right? Buffalo goes, oh, that's all Brian Dable. The head coach says it. Everyone fucking says it. It's Brian Dable. Okay. 
no one wants him? All right, New York Giants, we'll take him. We'll pick him up. Come on in. Come on in, bud. You don't even have to leave the state of New York. The fuck is happening? Where we go out and we just, this, I know I keep talking about this, but I can't help it. We get the Colts, the shit team in a shit division. That division is so shit, and it's been so shit for the past 30 years, my whole existence of life. I just, I cannot wrap my head around what we're doing. Again, you know when people say, this is great, dude, Dad. You know when people say, oh, you're a Monday morning quarterback? Well, guess what? All Chicago Bears fans are Monday morning quarterbacks, but the difference is we're all right. And everything that our team is doing is wrong. And every single fan can sit on the couch and say, what are you doing? Like, how can every fan know and they don't know? It's like they literally built a dome over themselves and no one in, no other voices. We're not going to listen to any media. We're not going to get on anything social media wise. I mean, it just is amazing to me. Well, you know, they're sticking with the theme that this is a rebuilding year. In a rebuilding year, you can't expect too much. You know, words can't even express. I believe that rebuilds happen, but when you do nothing for your offensive line and wide receivers, and you literally draft to your strength that you already have you're not rebuilding no so no no so i don't understand like i did disagree with the announcers when they mentioned the word rebuilding i mean rebuilding is when you're addressing your needs and wants to your scheme that's when you're rebuilding and i can even accept a rebuild what i can't accept is the the status quo what is the scheme on offense, by the way? Because I don't get it. I'm not really getting it either. I think Luke Getzky is an idiot. We continued to run outside after having success running the ball outside. Sorry. We continued to run the ball inside when we had success running outside. Even Curb Street said that. So I, I just, again, if I'm watching at home, how can I tell? And you can't. And you're getting paid. Like, when people say it's not easy, okay, give me a shot then. Where do I sign up for that shot to be a GM? Well, you got to do all this. I got to do the bitch work. And then I got to kiss ass and kiss corporate ass all the way up to the top. Fuck you. I'm not doing that either. You know why? Because I can see the game and you can't. And I'm not being cocky. I'm being truthful. You put anyone in the position of GM, they will run like a fan. I bet they run it better than Ryan Poles. I know. I mean, because Ryan Poles and Ryan Pace should be, and I think they still can be the same person. I think there's a lot of makeup going on. (laughs) I think there's a disguise (laughs) happening because I... So on Halloween, right, what really is going to happen is all of a sudden Ryan Poles is going to pull the wax or the neophrome face mask off and we're gonna see that it was ryan pace all along. like a bad scooby-doo i mean i'm <laughs> telling you man it doesn't make any sense to me that we're having 
how can you have a rebuild year and you're still just as bad but worse? Like you shouldn't be. That's that's what I mean. That's why that's why the word rebuild should not even be applied to us. Um, it's almost as if what should be applied to us is just we put a team out there. Go yeah. team. We put a team out there. Go team. I mean this. I don't so even... if you get eleven guys out on the field on on offense and eleven guys out on the field on defense, you're good enough. Good I need to start seeing like I think we might have another episode next week and and double up here a little bit even more. And it might not be as long, but I almost need to see advanced analytics on certain things like what what's the league average of motion and like why aren't we ever using it? Uh, just our schemes are not creative. We literally line up to the ball and like what you see is what you get. Again, what we were complaining about with Matt Nagy, like his first year, it was motion, Most it was confusion, and it was great. Yeah, we were, and he lost that. And 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 if you think we're all negative, listen to some of our podcasts back there when we started to do some things that included that motion that motion and that creativeness we were we were complimenting Nagy left and right like good for you 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 look like you've got a scheme you look like something's going here i mean you know this isn't we're not all negative here it's just that oh, give yeah. us something give us something to be positive about and we'll be all over it oh yeah i was real high on him i had yeah. a theory once that he might even go to the packers and Whoop our ass there. Like, I mean, it just, we're hiring from the two most, like, why are we hiring from Green Bay? And then why are we hiring from Indy? It doesn't make any sense. I'm just so confused. So would, well, our, would our next hires be like from the Houston Texans and the Carolina Panthers? Why not? Probably. Go for it, man. Matt Carolina's Rule. having a Matt, fire. Matt, Matt Rule's Matt, available. Yeah, there we go. Come on, Matt. Come on up and rule Chicago. See, and that's a problem, too, right? Like, what people need to understand is if you're a college coach, the reason you can become successful is because those people coach the same way, which I disagree with. But, you know, it's a lot of yelling, a lot of get in your place, do this. You can't yell at grown-ass men who make more than you. You can't yell like... You're the top 1%. You don't have to get these guys motivated. Now, you can give motivational words and words of you know, inspiration, but you can't sit there and yell at them and punish but, them and tell them to do sprints and stuff because that's what these guys come in and do from college, and it just does not end well. Well, here's the deal. In order to gain true respect, and I'm not talking a fake respect. I'm talking true respect. You have to have a relationship a relation, a good relationships drive respect. Talk with Andy. Talk with the players who play for Andy Reid. They love Andy Reid. Andy Reid is just as truthful, just as honest with as other coaches are. But Andy Reid has a relationship with his players, and thus that relationship builds respect, and that respect builds motivation, and that motivation builds. A great team. Yeah. Well said. I mean, 
it just something needs to change. I know, I know that that's been the theme, but I, I don't know. It's not going to change for a while. I, we need to. Put, there are we, some positives to take away from last night. Um, we already brought up Jalen Johnson, hell of a player. Uh, the two rookies, Gordon and uh, Brisker. Uh, Brisker showed up big. Br- I don't know how good Brisker is in coverage. He doesn't seem to be okay, but man, can that guy fly around and hit? Yeah, he can. He really can. And I, I think, you know, I think he's really, really early in his career, and I think he's got it. From what I can see, a bright career. He's got, again, he's a rookie. He's got things he's got to work on, but every single rookie in the league has things they have to work on. Um, you know, it, yeah, we had it, we had a few bright spots, but it's, um, it is, you know what, Ty, it's almost like to support the rest of our, you know, colleagues, bear fans out there. I don't know. Maybe we have to put like a bear survival guide. How do you, how do you survive, um, being a fan of the Chicago bears and do it in such a way that you stay connected to the team, but like, you know, make it through the games because you're constantly looking at the games and going, you did what? Alcohol. Alcohol. Okay. So that's the survival. That's, that's the survival kit, right? It comes with like a fifth of whiskey. Or if you're in Chicago or in any other legal state where there's marijuana, go for that too. Okay. Spark All right. up a joint. Spark up a joint because that's what's going to get you through. There you go. There we put it together. I, I, the Bear Survival Guide for 2022. Have fun with it. Bet. Know your team now. Bet. Bet the unders. Hammer the unders. I mean, I wish I would have bet the under on that game. I uh, I bet with my heart. I thought the Bears would win, so I bet them plus one. And then I also bet a defensive touchdown. That didn't happen. So, you know, it, I guess have fun, and that that's what we'll have to do. And uh, maybe we start looking at prop bets and what we think will happen and who will do what. And I, I don't know. I just we need to have we need to have more fun with this. And I think and we will. It just after this one, this this one was just this one was just the worst game I can remember as a Bears fan yeah. for a long time coming. It was a stinker. Like I know that there's rebuilds, but in the National Football League, you can't score seven points in a game. It's pathetic. I mean, I don't care so much about a rebuild or saying, "Oh, it's a rebuild." I get what a rebuild is, but you know, yeah, pieces in place where you should be. I mean. This reminds me of teams when they had, like, this reminds me of teams, like, way back in the day, like, in the early 2000s and stuff, when you would have backup quarterbacks come in and play. And even they would get, like, 14 points. I mean, we're not even getting that. Yeah, look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they first had a, had a franchise. Some of the worst quarterbacks They used in the, to be in the NFC North. Yeah, they used to be in the... That's why I bring them up, because they were in the NFC North. And, well, yeah, when I was a child, yeah, like growing up, yeah. like that, you you are all oh, Tampa they, again. Yeah, it's four teams. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, they were they were the they were the poster boy for what you just mentioned. So, oh well, we will carry on. Yeah, and you know, geez, I don't know. I mean, I was I've calmed down. <laughs> you know, towards the end of the episode, I've won. 
But man, just it, it riles me up to know that like we just lost to a team. And what we were I'm, I don't want to talk about the Daniel Snyder thing. I'm just bringing it up in this context. And the reason I don't want to talk about it is cuz again, want to have more fun on this podcast. I get that that's a big deal. That's just not going to be our show. That that foundation is just completely destroyed. Like there is no ownership, leadership or anything and they're still going out and they're beating us and we're supposed to be the prestigious Right? You know what I mean? We're the Chicago Bears. You know, we're one of the original teams. You know, we we don't have any ongoing investigations against our owners or anything. And yet, we seem to still be the ones struggling the most. And, like, home field should be a fortress. And it's not. It's just a joke. Maybe Arlington Heights will be better. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll... We'll see. You know, um, there's an old saying that you you can uh, you can change locations, but you always take yourself with you. And, no, not if that location know, gets sold. Well, we'll see. I mean, I mean, if that location helps, not uh, that location gets sold. If that location helps sell this team, then it'll be completely different. I mean, I don't know who would be someone who would be interested in the team, but I mean, there's billionaires out there. Everyone wants a team. So my thing would be if we got a collective group in, I would not like that. Like, uh, are you talking like a Green Bay where the... No, like where celebrities get together to pull their money and then they all own a piece of the team and then they assign a certain person to run it. Because it's kind of what we have, have now. Right now. I was going to say, how how would that be much different than what we're looking that, at? It's not. That's why it would scare me. Yeah, that would that would scare me too. So we're going to get going. We'll talk to you guys. It'll be a while. I don't know. We might not have another podcast yet. Again, we haven't talked about anything. We don't play again until uh, Monday night. night. Uh, yeah, we got another prime time Monday night with at, against New England, yep. right? At New England. Yep. In Foxborough. That's a loss. I don't think we need to break it down any more than that. It is. All right. Remember, it's still always a good time when you bear down. <laughs>